Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, H. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that today. Man. Rough week to be an Ohio State fan. Seen a lot of them, and it's it's almost sad. Like it's this den- denial thing. Where they're like on Twitter, like really trying to justify. No way, Urban knew. There's no way he knew. I know his wife, and basically everybody else within the program knew that uh, this deadbeat wide receivers coach was beating his wife. But no way, Urban knew. Oh, it's sad. All right. Welcome in uh, our guest, Chris Marler from Saturday Down South. We'll talk uh, some SEC football and other stuff with him. Chris, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Loved, uh, loved that intro. Oh, H. Oh, no. <laughs> My God. Like, really enjoyed Twitter this week. It's so sad. Like, I mean, look, look, the guy is one of the best college football coaches in all college football, arguably the number two guy right behind Saban. So I get, like, trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but. A lot of these Ohio State fans, man, they're just in denial right now. They're like, no, I, no, uh, no way I, he I, knew. I try, to, I try to be like as objective about it as possible when stuff like this happens. And I, I joke around a lot, obviously, on social media. But, like, you know, I try to look at it like, all right, this is my team. How would I take an objective view or would I take an objective view? Uh, the answer is no. Ohio State fans have not done that. And I think, <laughs> I think the best point that was made, I don't want to toot my own horn, but this is the same dude that picked up a phone call from his wife in a press conference about right. milk. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't know. I'm sure he didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she was like, uh, there's very few things I keep from my husband, but one of his very close friends and, and uh, co- assistant coaches on his staff beating his wife, I'm not going to let Urban know yeah. about that one, you know? I keep that to myself. I a gallon of 2% on the way home from the biggest robbery in all of college football. But also, no, the domestic view thing, we'll slip that under the rug. Not a big deal. <laughs> uh, he is Chris Marler. Saturday Down South is the website. Uh, you guys do a tremendous job covering all things around the uh, the SEC. It, it's been interesting watching the SEC Network this week because they've been doing the, the takeover where different teams have taken over. Yeah. Uh, and look, the, the college football games are great and all, but look, down here in Louisiana, we love LSU. That game that they chose to replay last year, the LSU-Florida barn burner classic game where <laughs> nobody could complete a pass, I was like, what in the hell? Like, why are they playing this game? Yeah, it was, I, think it, I don't remember the final score, but it was like the, it was like the final score of a Little League World Series game. Oh, like 17 was, to 15 or something. It was just I mean, ever fantastic. since, for the past decade, LSU and Florida have competed to see who could have worse quarterback play week in and week out in the conference. It's pretty sad. Right. What Big Ten has been QB... Are we going to have come in, hopefully compete for the starting job? And that's not an that's not an indictment on Joe Burrow. I think he's going to be great. But yeah, I was, I, well, even worse was Arkansas. Arkansas had basically a twenty four hour marathon of their nineteen ninety four basketball season. <laughs> well, who's wow. watching that? <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, like even like the baseball games are fine, and like some basketball games. But like when they start getting into like, how about this great gymnastics meet? I'm like, okay, right. like this is really. I, I just, as a as a as a Bama fan, it's one of my many flaws. I hate to say it. 
I was shocked that they it's really a lot of confidence in that programming schedule with not a single football highlight until two PM. Wow. So, <laughs> you know, cool. I, I know I get revved up in the off season for women's basketball reruns on a Super right. Tuesday. But yeah, just, that was not for me. Yeah, it's no, it's been interesting. No, I mean, we, you just mentioned the guy that that everybody is is talking about at least in Louisiana is Joe Burrow. Uh, I mean, it, it goes to show how poor the quarterback position has been down here, bat, you know, over in Baton Rouge. When everybody got so excited, I mean, like getting Joe Burrow was like you just signed Peyton Manning. Like that's what everybody feels like. <laughs> and I'm just seeing it today, Chris, because all the you know a lot of the teams in the SEC are reporting to campus today. Joe Burrow just reported the campus, and it was like TMZ. Like eight different reporters are following around, <laughs> tweeting out pictures. Joe Burrow's here. Hey, did you see Joe Burrow? Like, oh my god! I, I honestly think, and and I, I, you know, like I said, I joke around a lot, and I I, I try to make light of a lot of stuff with sports. I, I honestly think, I'm not saying the TMZ thing is well-deserved, but I, I think this one actually might be the one. And I hate to sound like a divorcee, it's like on our fifth wedding, but I think this one might be the one. I think you guys finally got your match. I, I'm really excited for what he's going to do in that offense, because if the whole offense is based off of, you know, flip screens and, and short intermediate passes to set up the run, as opposed to how it's been in, in Baton Rouge for the past several seemingly decades under less miles, <laughs> Right. Um, you guys don't need a fullback. I'm excited you guys are going to not use a fullback as much. <laughs> that's a big thing they're doing in 2018 now. Yeah. Um, well, well, that's the no, one. I, I think. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's the one like uh, positive or the one like optimistic thing in my mind about Steve Ensminger taking over as the offensive coordinator. I mean, obviously it's not sexy. Like people are like, really, they just promoted the tight ends coach when he took over as the interim OC when they fired Les and Cam Cameron a couple years ago. It was like this weird thing where they're like, "Hey, we're gonna stop running Fournette into nine man boxes, and uh, right, right. we're we're gonna take what the defense has given us." And then they like set records against Mizzou. They set records against Ole Miss. They they they. I think they records, had a I good mean, the whole season. He had a, he, there was seven of the eight games he was the interim OC. They had over four hundred yards of offense. The only yeah. game they didn't have over four hundred yards against Alabama, which is every year that is that is the most miserable game to watch every year. <laughs> and I and think they just, had a good. Uh, oh. I think they had a good game plan that game. They just didn't execute. Like, they couldn't make the passes right. and all that. But, like, yeah, that game was nothing-nothing after three quarters. Right. I completely agree. I, I honestly, I think I think going into, going into this season with, with a quarterback like Joe Burrow, I understand we only have a very small sample size to look at. I'm not, not even looking at the spring game because that's stupid. But looking at his high school numbers, which that saying that out loud sounds weird too. He he's a very accurate passer, and I want to say like his senior year, he put up like over like sixty touchdown passes with like two interceptions. Right. And I understand it's high school football in Ohio. I don't know much about that, but if you're talking about somebody that needs to be accurate in this kind of offense under engineer, that that's what you need. And I, I think I honestly think LSU's going to surprise a lot of people this year. So yeah, as you look, press conferences. Uh, yeah, right. As we look around the uh, the SEC with all the all the teams reporting to campus this weekend and, and getting it going on the practice field, what's what are the biggest storylines? You, know? I mean, obviously, I think the quarterback position at Alabama. Um, you know, we'll see what what happens at Auburn, how they come out this year. Obviously, a lot of people are very high on them. But what's the biggest storyline to you this weekend? Well, I mean, you touched on it. I don't know if a lot of your listeners have heard or anybody in college football this off season. Apparently. There's a two-quarterback situation going on in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I've heard about this. <laughs> a little bit. Like a bit of a little just in-depth knowledge. Apparently, there's going to be a pretty big QB battle. I, that's, it's just, they've talked about it at nauseum. I think that's going to be 
probably the biggest storyline that they're just going to like, you know, shove in our face for most of August. Um, other than that, Florida's quarterback battle is pretty interesting. Uh, people are trying to make a bigger issue, I think, than there really is and, at Georgia about their quarterback battle. If Jake Fromm can just stop injuring himself at like Bass Pro Shop events on Saturdays, <laughs> he should be fine and be the starter. But I'm really interested to see how it plays out in Gainesville because they I mean, that's a team that returns 20 to 22 starters. Um, granted, they only won four games last year, which is not great. But, um, you know, they, you talk about LSU having quarterback struggles. Florida has just been atrocious on offense the past few years. So I think that's probably one of the bigger storylines as well. But, yeah, it's clearly the quarterback battle in Tuscaloosa. Well, and, and the other issue for quarter, for Florida is not just figuring out their quarterback, but also uh, they have players with guns in their cars. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's amazing that, like, Florida, like, nothing's changed. Like, with Urban Meyer, like, people forget this. Urban Meyer had a lot of success at Florida, but, like, every week some dude was suspended for, like, remember, who was the guy who, like, got his car towed, and he, like, hopped a fence to go steal his car back. Like, there was And then crap. murdered him. That was Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There was it's, crap it's, like oh, that every week with Urban. Stuff. It's been weird. There was, there was, we, like, that's, that's a, like, a more hysterical event that happened, but there's also players that were, like, there was somebody using a gas card from, it ended up being, like, from, like, a deceased <laughs> girlfriend of us, like, a teammate of his, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but, like, this whole Tay Bang situation I'm so thankful for because it, it's been one of the most hilarious off-season storylines in recent memory. They went to go fight a, a, a gangster who was hooking them up with Enterprise Rent-A-Car Comp. <laughs> Old move. Um, I mean, just give them Dodge Chargers like Alabama does. I don't understand. Well, Enterprise, if you're just getting hookups on a Hyundai Sonata for like a week, like that's not that's not what we're looking for, man. Um, and, this, and they went out was... with pots and pans like Looney Tunes. <laughs> And this guy was betting, like he was betting on a, a four-win Florida team. Like, what in the hell is he thinking? <laughs> That's his own fault. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know if I should address him as Tay or Mr. Bang. Either right, way. Yeah, it's Mr. Listen, Bang. We talked about this when we met in Atlanta. I've lost a lot of money in New Orleans. Um, you know, at that, at that Harrah's. I'm not going to get into the craps tables because you know how I feel about it. But <laughs> you, mean, don't like, you don't like the minimum bets. Florida. You're not, not a fan of the minimum bets, right? No, I'm not. Fifteen dollars is the minimum best. It's really, I mean, especially after a, I don't know, eight to ten hour binge fest on Bourbon Street is not really, you know, it wasn't my my favorite memory. I love New Orleans as a town, um, but yeah, stop betting, stop betting on Florida. I, you don't see me betting on the Miami Marlins a lot. I did take the under in last night's NFL preseason game, so there's that. Oh, there you street. go, there you go. See, I, 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 I can't do that. It's just. So degenerate betting on preseason football because you don't you have to say it like that, Chris. That seems you, like a lot. I mean, you just don't know. Like I, I was expecting. Okay, maybe Lamar Jackson will come out and kill it, and then he goes like four of eleven. I'm like, okay, maybe he's not ready. So, yeah, you're just. That's true. I mean, it's, yeah, that's that's good that you have that kind of willpower. I actually bet on the tie in the MLS All Star game the other night, and that's not a oh joke. My God. Also, good payoff though. <laughs> We're actually we're I'm pretty excited down the uh, down the road over in Biloxi they they just opened the uh, sports book over at the Beau Rivage there and it's slowly coming along like right now it's just like betting windows so you can like walk up and like all right I'll take the Nationals plus two forty today and then they're like okay great here's your ticket and then you turn around and there's like no TVs or anything so you just have to like leave <laughs> like like go sit in your car yeah listen to it on your radio or something but it's coming they're they're like turning the nightclub there into like a sports book with TVs and all this stuff so it's oh, gonna be like, cool Luxie has one of the nicest drive-in movie theater like sports books I've, I've seen in, in recent memory oh absolutely and it's it's the only place where like most of the hotel hotels you can walk around barefoot and nobody says anything so. <laughs> 
It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> good. That's really good. I like talk, it. Talking with uh, Chris Marler, Saturday Down South. Um, I know you, you guys are doing the uh, podcast now over at uh, Saturday Down South. What's, uh, I'm sure you'll have a latest one this week. What's the topics this week? So, yes, uh, me and my, my buddy Connor O'Gara, um, he's the serious one. I'm the wacky one. Just talk about MLS bank gambling, I guess. Um, no, the, this week, obviously, we will be talking about the Ohio State thing. Just because it's, it's, I don't know what it is. We, we record on Tuesday and release on Wednesday every week, um, the SDS pod. And I, I don't know what happens, but every single time we like take, off, take out the headphones, turn off the equipment, some Something huge breaks. story breaks, like right afterwards. <laughs> it's like, oh, perfect. Like the Urban Meyer thing will probably be the biggest topic of discussion. But fall camp opening, um, I'm sure we'll touch on the, the whole Bama situation. And then, you know, I don't, I don't expect it to take long for Joe Burrows to be named the starter, just the way Orgeron was, was gushing about him at media days. But we'll probably be discussing that, discussing that a little bit as well. So give me a win total for LSU. If you're being completely optimistic and unbiased, if you took a step out, how many? what do you think their record is at the end of this year? So Vegas, not to touch on the gambling thing too much, but Vegas has... <laughs> my, bookie, uh, my bookie has them at seven wins. <laughs> I legally have to mention my bookie at once, uh, once an interview. But uh, no, I think it's, they have it at six and a half. And, and one of my favorite stats, uh, like looking at this whole offseason, LSU is the only team in the SEC that has won eight or more games since the year 2000. So I fully expect them to continue that streak. I mean, their, their season is going to be like difficult to manage because you look at, like, there's a lot of places where they can have a big win and hit some momentum and, you know, carry them through the rest of the season, or it could kind of, you know, spiral out of control. I, I think they're going to win eight to nine games. I, I'm going to say eight, like a firm, confident eight, because I think they're going to be really talented. They're always going to have a good defense. I know they don't have as much experience returning. Uh, I think they only have like 10 starters on offense and defense, but I think they're always going to have a good defense. I know they're going to have an NFL caliber running back. They always do. And I think Joe Burrow is going to be really good. Yeah, see, I, I'm with you. And people people talk about the spiral out of control thing. Like, here, here's the thing. You lost on the road to Mississippi State by 30, and then you lost at home to Troy. Like, if they were, right. were going to spiral out of control, last year was the year. And what happens? Ogeron regroups the troops, says, all right, let's go on the road to Florida, get a, an ugly win. They end up coming back and beating Auburn at home. So, I mean, like, they had right. a nice year. The only game they lost down the stretch was at Alabama outside of the bowl game. So, I, I don't buy into, like, they can lose to Miami to start the season and lose at Auburn in week three and start one and two, and everybody's going to be throwing their hands up going, oh, my God. But then they could still bounce back. Maybe they beat Alabama at home. Maybe they beat Georgia at home later in the year. <laughs> well, I don't and, know about that. That, well, that part worries me because, I, I mean, because it, the, the stretch they have in October is one of the most difficult stretches in all of college football. When you talk about going Mississippi State, Florida, and Georgia back-to-back-to-back, getting a week off and then playing Bama. And this is not – I mean, yeah, playing in Death Valley is really difficult. For whatever reason, Bama – I think Bama's only lost four games there since 1969. So that part, that part worries me. But week one, if there's any game the entire first weekend, there's any game that I have like the most confidence in, it's LSU beating Miami. Really? I know that sounds crazy because you know Miami's a preseason top ten team. But you tell me a time when a when a preseason hyped team coached by Mark Richt ever followed through. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even saying that to be funny or rude or anything like that about Mark Richt. I love the goatees got down there in Miami. Cool Uncle Mark. <laughs> Edward Duran and LSU are going to come out there. I don't know if it's going to be like what Peter Burns said and beat him by 14, but LSU is going to manhandle Miami the first game. Death, taxes, and Mark Rick losing at least two games. It happens every single year. Every, every book, year. Book it. Every year. 
Now, look, the, the Alabama-LSU thing, though, if you look back, I mean, every time Alabama's come to Baton Rouge about the past decade, it's been close. So, yeah. you know, even when Alabama's had really good teams that run the table and won national championships, I mean, I know that last one was 10 nothing, but again, it was scoreless after three quarters. Before that, it was an overtime game, a 21-17 game. A not, you know, like, it's been close every they, single time. They, I think until that last drive, McCarron had only completed one pass in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd, I'd fully expect the same thing. But again, to my bigger point, what I was saying was, just because they start, they start slow doesn't mean they won't get better as the season rolls along. And maybe it's a Burrow thing. Maybe Burrow becomes more uh, confident in, in himself as a playmaker and, and better accustomed to the playbook and all that. Maybe they get better as the season rolls along. We'll see. But uh, That Auburn game is going to be interesting because I honestly don't think Auburn is going to get by Washington. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Washington. But I really, I really think that LSU is going to be a lot better than people think. And I like, I like that it's a two thirty game too. Because to me, I mean, CBS, I know that it's a national TV uh, television and all that, but there's a difference playing in an SEC environment at two thirty versus a night game under the lights at seven eight o'clock. It just is. Completely agree. Completely yeah. agree. And I mean, you know, I think going to that Bama game, which will undoubtedly be like an eight o'clock start. I just, for my own health, I just hope it comes down to field goals. That's my favorite. I just, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> For my own blood pressure, I just hope it's. I hope it comes down to field goals. Well, the last time we saw LSU on the football field, they got into a field goal fest with Notre Dame, and it was just absolutely brutal to watch. Beautiful in the rain. Oh, what a great start to the, to the new year. Matt Canada made like four million dollars, and my God, that was just like, what are you? Are you getting paid to coach this game? What the hell are you doing out there? But, Matt Canada and Matt Flynn have just—they—they they are heroes in Ponzi schemes from Baton Rouge. I will say that exactly. It's Chris Marler, Saturday down south. Give him a follow. See Marler, Marler SDS. Chris, thanks so much for the time, man. We'll do it again soon. Absolutely, man. Have a great day. All right. Thanks a lot, Chris Marler. Saturday Down South, always fun to talk with him. Uh, Saturday Down South is the website. Uh, go uh, check it out. They do a tremendous job covering the uh, SEC, the conference as a whole. We'll take a, a quick break. We'll be back more on the Chris Gordy Show after this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.